Welcome to Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. One day, a Geordie and a Canadian walk into a bar and decide to start a podcast about relationships and what a topic that is. No subjects are off limits. Get in touch today with us at geordielass.com or email info at geordielass.com and let us know what you think and what we should talk about. Oh, welcome to the podcast. Hello and welcome to allergy season. <laughs> oh, my hay fever has been so bad recently. But I actually don't oh. identify as somebody that's got hay fever. I just think generally like everything that goes on in that top part of my head is not great anyway. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so I, I kind know. of feel like it's just all one thing. Allergies, yeah. polyps, bloody asthma. I don't know. You know it. It's yeah. all going on inside my head. So Oof. I don't, I kind of don't really identify as having hay fever, but I think I do have it. <laughs> I think you might. <laughs> it's funny, yeah, because I have a similar thing, like mad post nasal drip, and so like I'm just mm. always like hacking away and just yeah. generally snorting, snorting away. Yeah. And I've just noticed, again, I don't identify often with having allergies, but I'm like, wow, the snorting and the coughing is like more intense than the last week and a half. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I'm right there with you. <laughs> maybe it's a bit of healthy denial. Yeah. Well, do you know what? Sometimes you just don't want to shine light on all this stuff. You've just got to get on with yeah, it anyway. What's the point of sitting there and stressing Labeling about it? it? So, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so I'm not true. a big labeler. Oh, very, very true. <laughs> so oh. summer feels like it's marching in. Like this feels great. Everything is oh, feeling good. Been, it has been nice. Yeah. It has been nice. Although yeah. we're forecast for some rain next weekend. It's like, oh. damn you. Oh. <laughs> it was so glorious today. And I oh. had like full calendar. I couldn't do anything. Sun was I shining. Know, right, um, right. Just feels unfair. But we do have um, some extra bank holidays coming up. So hopefully the sun will still be shining. Oh, nice, nice. That yeah. is my wish. No, that's beautiful. We're, we're coming into yeah. a heat advisory, so it's going to be like 31, oh. 32 degrees. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Um, It is freaking glorious, though. Like, it is, you know, I mm. did, I had some girly hangs yesterday, which was really cool on, on a Sunday. Nice. Um, Went out to Etobicoke, which is on Lake Ontario, just a bit west of Toronto. And um, it felt like I was in Miami. It has like a waterfront, and it's like, there's like, all sorts of hustle and bustle and people oh, cycling. I love a good and promenade. A good promenade, yes. I mean, there's nothing you can fault about it, really, is there? <laughs> there's nothing you can fault about it. Oh, and it's the excuse to eat ah, gelato. But, yeah, loads of food. There's you always people food. just having fun. I know. Was there anybody on roller skates? Like a lot. <laughs> a lot. See? I See? know. It's the promenade. I mean, it's like an advert for Tampax, isn't it? Oh. <gasps> Oh my God, I think white shorts on roll out, enjoying ourselves. <laughs> I know. Although I would like to say, look, guys, a menstrual cup works just as well. You can still rollerblade with your white shorts, bend over <laughs> with full, full confidence that that menstrual yeah, cup has got you. Mine was a hog back to the 80s when um, that's all Tampax adverts were about. <laughs> People jumping out of, um, out of planes and trains and automobiles <laughs> in their white clothing. <laughs> oh my God, isn't that funny? It's like, Hilarious. well, oh my gosh, what's the thing that I really don't want to have a menstrual accident? on like other things <laughs> like being on a subway being on an hour-long train and not having a menstrual accident but that's not uh, sexy enough for, an, for no, a menstrual product no we've all got to be having fun the oh fact that you God. feel like shit most of the time <laughs> I was gonna say completely escaped them but that's okay <laughs> you know it is funny there's never been a menstrual ad like I feel like shit but at least I'm not leaking on the seat <laughs> 
Because <laughs> that. We should, we should set up an adver- advertising agency. Oh, Tell my you. God. In. Oh, my God. I have so many great ideas. <laughs> exactly. Just another oh. business idea popping out of the podcast. Oh, just listen to us, guys. <laughs> oh, man. This is like great research for any industry. <laughs> oh. oh, man. So uh, what's kicking off on the relationship desk of love over there? I've got something you're going to like this week. Oh. <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, that is definitely podcast material and Anna's going to love oh, it. Oh, I have a feeling. Yep. So I got sent an infographic all about sex. Oh, see, there you go. Of course I like it already. <laughs> <laughs> so this was based on um, a survey for men and women mm. about their sex life. Mm. So you know how we're a little bit obsessed by kind of what everyone else is doing mm. and we never really know the truth. So um, this hopefully will give us some answers. Ah, okay. So it starts off with multiple orgasms. Ah. So it says who can have multiple orgasms in a given sexual experience? Mm-hmm. 45% of women and only 20% of men. Mm-hmm. So then that great question about how often people are having sex. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So apparently 23% of people are having sex at least 10 times a month. Mm, okay. I'm trying to do my math. How many times a week is sort of like the thing that I... So that would be two and a bit, to? wouldn't it? So Two and a bit, um, yeah. We'll have it kind of twice this week and uh maybe three times next week and that would add up, add up to 10 times a week. oh sure okay okay you've got it yeah. yep yeah all right i'm following okay along. Mm-hmm. now 92 percent of people were having sex at least two times a month okay which means eight percent of people can't be having any sex at all oh yeah i'm guessing I I that's know. a differential anyway yep um so then it goes on to say who's so again back to org- orgasms so it says low frequency wives orgasm about 15% of the time. Mm. Now it goes on to say that a low frequency wife experiences an orgasm less than 30% of the time, which is 25% of the women. So I didn't really get what this one meant. Yeah, what's a low frequency woman? I've got no idea. <gasps> oh my God. It was a bit of a mystery to me. Yeah. But apparently high frequency wife wives orgasm 89% of the time. So I still don't really know what a high and low frequency wife is. That is that saying that the person who doesn't have a lot of sex doesn't orgasm that much? And maybe the fact that they don't orgasm that much is because oh, is the reason why they don't actually have yeah, a lot of sex? Yeah, like, maybe. Oh, you figured it out. You're what's a smart in it cookie, for them? aren't you? Is that? Yeah? Yeah. I w- well, I would imagine so, yes. You know, it is really funny. So it, it seems pretty basic, but like... If there's not a lot of stuff in there, if it's not pressing your buttons, you're probably not going to be very interested in doing it all that often. Which is well, yeah. the more that you have it, the more that you, your body's kind yeah. of like, it's a bit like, you know, when you go to the gym and you've got muscle memory. Yeah. And so your, your muscles kind of ping back into shape yeah. quicker the more often you go. Right. I, it's got to be the same, hasn't it? Oh, it, it is. I think generally what it is, is we are in a relationship where we've never communicated what makes us have pleasure yeah and so we just kind of live in this sort of uh communicationless sort of situation where you know status quo which is where that omg yes 
coursework, mm. that online course can be really a big game changer for folks. I haven't personally done it. I've just sort of looked at some of the free content, but apparently yeah. it's a super game changer for mm. women to really sort of zoom into uh, what makes them uh, tick yeah, and what they like. And yeah. that can be like a massive like revolution uh, mm. in their lives. Yeah. Worth exploring. It is because that stat, that infographic stat is like, yeah, okay, all right. Yeah. Well, it then goes on to say the average husband has an orgasm 92% of the time. Yeah. So there's a big difference there between, I suppose, 89, there's a bit of parity there. So, yeah. But low frequency, 15% of the time, there's a big difference between male and female. Oh my gosh. And it doesn't say like under optimal conditions, it has nothing about how. The, the, the potential of somebody to have an orgasm because if, no, if they're not no, having no, an orgasm just, doesn't mean that they can't no no this is just them recording their um it means their that the buttons aren't being pressed yeah mm-hmm. but then goes on the sex drive so it says even though men give their sexual arousement over 4.1 stars out of five women aren't as confident hmm. so it says 85 percent of women are not satisfied with their level of sexual arousement mm-hmm. so 85 percent of people aren't satisfied man that's a lot <gasps> oh my gosh yeah now this one mm-hmm. i thought was interesting so it says husbands really do care about their wife's pleasure in bed so 85 percent of men prioritize their wife's physical pleasure over their own whereas only 68 percent of, of women felt the same about the husbands oh my god what are these stats coming from like this is just so weird (laughs) oh okay i can kind of see why that would be the case though because a lot of times when you're in a heterosexual relationship people will let the man kind of do the the driving and therefore Mm. there's kind of is there not more emphasis then on the man pleasure in the woman and if the man's going to orgasm 92 percent of the time anyway then Mm -hmm. Do you need to put that much effort in? <laughs> <laughs> Just ask him for a friend. It's so funny. Oh my gosh. It's so funny because I'm like, oh, these stats are just exhausting me. And I don't know what, why is this exhausting me? Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. There's a lot of information there all at once. Um, oh my gosh, this is so funny. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so funny. You know, here's the, actually, this is so weird. When I hear this, I think what's exhausting and and this is reflected in the in the work that I do with couples and individuals is it it really does say like it, it begs the question like where did this data come from it may be true for some people but it's so important to work with people one on one and find out their truth and their yeah. you know cuz isn't it funny how like there's some actually really cool stuff in those stats but then there's also like stuff that like makes me feel it, it's it has me all over the place basically mm. well what i would say is that buried in those stats is like a bunch of different heterogeneous experiences kind of lumped into one Mm. um yeah it just has me saying like oh my gosh folks we're all different (laughs) oh we're all different (laughs) oh my gosh we can't be summarized in one-dimensional stats but this is this is interesting um (laughs) i love that your point is like well if they're gonna come anyways then (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh oh my gosh it really does like highlight like we don't communicate with each other no i'm guilty of that i I've, I've lived years without communicating. I think particularly around um, around sex. Oh, I think there God. is just a kind of, yeah, turn the lights off, let's just fumble about for a bit and um, <laughs> hope that great things happen. Oh my God. <laughs> and that's like the worst logic ever. So 
that's Absolutely. yes i think that's the thing is like that in these stats here are that that men are actually attending to a woman's pleasure but then obviously not very successfully <laughs> it's just it's all over the place so they well, think they're, they're doing trying, a great job though. they're trying they're trying or at least they think the, they are well they're flying in the dark though that's they haven't the got a map thing. we're all flying in the dark <laughs> oh my god and we haven't given each other maps Oh, this is ridiculous. We do have to come up with another paradigm. Okay. That's why we coach. All right. I think, that's why we coach. I think we should move on to a hot topic before you self-combust. I was going to say I'm overheating, actually. I know. I can tell. <laughs> that's so cool. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Bring us to a hot topic. Actually, cool us down okay. with a All hot right. topic. Oh, I'm definitely going to cool you down with this hot topic. <laughs> What does passive aggressive behavior look like in a relationship? Oh, <laughs> that's going to cool you down. Follow me around for 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> Ice cubes. All right. All right. Yeah. Any sort of passion you were just thinking about has just been extinguished. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's a trigger. So can you describe what passive aggressiveness means? Oh, well, do you know what? Funny story. I didn't really know what passive aggressive behavior was until about five years ago. What? How did you live on earth without? Well, do you know what? It was never something that entered my radar. I just didn't really think about it. I didn't, um, I don't think I would have known kind of what it was. I didn't acknowledge it, um, had no connection with it whatsoever at all. Just mm. wasn't something that kind of entered my sphere. Mm. Um, was never, wasn't in my vocabulary, wasn't something I talked about. But I remember having, um, I remember having dinner with some girlfriends and one of them said, it, oh, such and such, blah, blah, blah. They were so passive aggressive. And I went, oh, well, I hear this word all the time. What does it actually mean? Like, what is passive aggressive behavior? So I didn't really know. But I guess my understanding of it following that conversation and um, and other things that I've then kind of looked into is it's about a type of behavior that's not quite kind of outward in any sort of criticism or putting you down or being kind of. I suppose slightly like behaving a bit like a dick but not <laughs> kind of <laughs> behave and I'm pretty sure that's not in the dictionary about how it describes it um <laughs> should be but you know behaving in that way but it's kind of more of a subtle um more of a subtle behavior but still has some detrimental effects over time oh gosh it does it's mm. trying to communicate something oftentimes things like resentment or anger yeah. But still but trying to gatekeep it. yourself because you think you're supposed to be nice. Yeah. And yeah. so letting words slide out with the intended effect of trying to manipulate or have somebody change their behavior. Yeah. But it's just so sneaky that it... Yeah. It's really kind of like there's an undertone. There's a yeah. there's an underhandedness. It's just kind of... Um, which then, when you look at it further, on the surface, I think it can seem quite innocent. Mm-hmm. You know, the odd passing remark or comment oh. or change of behavior in a in a slightly different way it can seem quite kind of you know innocent and not really too destructive but when you start to dig deeper and actually the worst thing is once you start to notice it in a relationship you can't unsee it oh you've got it one of the classic things i think about is must be nice to be able to go out with your friends 
must yeah. be nice to do this, must yeah. be nice to do that. I think that is a, for me, that's a pretty classic, you know, where something, a much more healthy statement would be like, I'm really pissed off that I have to like breastfeed all the time and I, and you look like you're cavorting around, or at least that's my impression. Please help me to see it in any other way that makes me not look like a human milk factory, yeah. right? That would be something where you're saying, I am feeling really pissed off or feeling like I'm left out or feeling like things are unequal because I'm having to do this. And yet I see you not doing that. Yeah. So I'm pissed off, resentful and angry. Yeah. That would be really, yeah. upfront. Like a really poor way of explaining your, of communicating your feelings, isn't it? Yeah. And, um, yeah. Or times that maybe your needs aren't being met or, but there's, there's also a thing around, um, kind of not communicating at all so giving somebody the pure silence treatment and waiting for them to try and figure out mm. what's wrong with you mm, is also a form happen. of passive aggressive behavior now yeah yeah I, I definitely know I've done that in the past yeah totally. <laughs> but I wouldn't have labeled myself as a passive aggressive person I don't think I'm naturally passive aggressive mm -hmm. but have I had the inability to communicate what I wanted mm -hmm. um yes I have mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that, and that's it, like, identifying, like, have there been times when I have thought that I needed to wait my turn, so mm. standing in line, but really, but trying to sort of make my knees met and not having anybody hear me, mm. and then feeling resentful. Yeah, so touching at the back of the queue. <laughs> yes, totally. Oh, they're taking a long time. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly, yeah. Yeah, it shows up everywhere, so many of us just are not trained to be able to ask or that we've been told by our families of origin that we can't ask for what we want or yeah. that we can't have what we want. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So, okay. So passive aggressiveness showing up in your relationship. Um, I think if you were in a, I'm thinking of more friendships actually is, mm. is if I've had a passive aggressive friendship, how do I know that there's passive aggressiveness coming from somebody else is I would number one, be very confused and be like, what do they want? Are they trying to tell me something? And the other thing I think is feeling icky. Mm, definitely. I can give a great example of that yeah. um, without sharing any names. Uh -huh. um, so I once got a, a message about, quite a last minute message, saying about coming to support somebody who was um, like playing in a band. And mm. um, so they had this gig and they were like, yeah, um, such and such is playing um, on Friday um would be great if we could all make it mm. and I said oh really sorry like short notice I've already got plans mm. and the comment that came back was along the lines of oh that's such a shame because um they're having a really tough time like right now and we should all be there to support them <gasps> oh now that like oh as you say that kind of icky feeling mm. kind of comes out straight away because you're like that's just not that's Ooh. not fair that's not <laughs> that's not fair behavior <laughs> yeah you've asked me do I want to go to something I've said no then yeah. don't try and play the guilt card and tell me then that they're having a bad time therefore I'm not a good person now because I've not said yes and isn't it funny how that's your interpretation and it was what was meant but yet the words used passive aggressiveness is very artful because what it does is it uses like we should all be doing this yeah which means you should be doing this yeah but isn't and it interesting <laughs> and you're not and the weird thing is actually a lot of the time passive aggressiveness, it actually does communicate what the initiator actually meant to mm. say. Yeah. Not often with great accuracy, but isn't that weird how we mm. can actually control people and manipulate them through passive aggressiveness? Like yeah. 
It's very, very manipulative. It's and effective. Yeah. 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 Where else have you seen or would you see this showing up in your in your intimate relationship? I think there's a thing around kind of um that that certainly that with that withdrawal, that withholding, mm. um, I'm not gonna give you that because you have done this for me um therefore I'm not going to kind of do something that I would normally do to be nice because why should I so there's that kind of more spiteful behavior mm-hmm. rather than rising above that and thinking actually I'm I'm going to follow my own path regardless I'm not going to try mm-hmm. and use this as a some sort of weapon or, or um bartering chip mm-hmm. um so there's that side the kind of that silent treatment that I'm not going to I'm not going to talk to you. I'm going to sit in a huff until you tell me mm. kind of, you know, you come and kind of figure out what's going on. Um, so I think there's all of those sides to it. But there can also be some like small acts of sabotage that we can do. So, mm. you know, maybe we accidentally on purpose lose something that's quite important to somebody. Mm. Um, so and this is what I'm saying. When you look underneath the hood of it, actually, it's quite spiteful. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's not always done it it's not seen as is massively malicious because they're little small things mm-hmm. and the, or they're small comments they're small acts of behavior which is why it's not seen as kind of massively destructive but when you look at it and you if you were to step back from yourself and re-examine your own behavior and play back some of the things you would probably have that awareness that moment of realization that says Actually, that doesn't make me a very nice person. Yeah. I probably shouldn't be doing that. And I think a good acid test to that is, would you be happy to announce to everybody how you've behaved or what you've said? Mm. Would that make you feel comfortable? Mm. Or would you keep it in the shadows and not really openly admit, but you know deep down on the inside that you've done it or what you've said, and you know probably really wasn't the best course of action. Mm. I think some insightful people would say yes, but others would be like, would not understand. I think there, I think there's a lot of folks who don't understand that they're being passive aggressive. Yeah, I agree. Because they have no other way to communicate. I think what, what might be also, you know, to say, okay, so that's one way to put your ask across. What's another mm. way to put your ask across? And, and to start to shift people towards putting a, a very tangible ask out there as opposed to trying to sort of go around the around the bush yeah I think it's about re-looking at the request that you've made and how you've made it and how direct and how clear was that to the other person Mm. and I think another question is how is that serving you Mm. this communication style passive aggressiveness which they may not have labeled passive aggressive um how is this communication style serving you in some ways you might be like well it is serving me but in others you'll notice that because okay so tell me this oh yeah go ahead I'll give you a good example so a good example would be something like um you are you're making dinner and you make dinner every night and your partner says um oh can I come and help you with dinner and you say the response is well you can help if you want to help that's quite a passive aggressive response Mm. because we're not really in underneath actually you want you want the help but you don't want to feel like the, the challenge is, I feel like you've asked me, therefore, I'm not going to admit that, yeah, I did want you to help because I just want you to know that you that you should be helping. Mm-hmm. So we get into this whole bloody merry-go-round dance with each other. Whereas if we just said, okay, it's great. If we look at the positive intent in the, in the question, which is, can I help you with dinner? That's a positive intention that I want to help. If I definitely want you to help with dinner, then I would say, 
yeah, that would be lovely. Why don't you do Mm -hmm. this? Why don't you peel the carrots? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Passive aggressive. So that might be sitting on a mountaintop of this feeling like that person never helps out. Yeah. So in this current moment, it'll be great to be able to say, yeah, sure, please, if you could just do this, that, and the other. Um, But it might have to be acknowledged, maybe not in that moment, to say, look, I I don't feel like, I feel like I'm very much alone in this task, or I feel like there's an imbalance and so forth. Love that you asked, but I just feel like there's just so much unequal. I, I would like to sort of address, you know, division of duties so it doesn't feel unequal, so I don't carry around resentment. Yeah. Yeah. Or another way would be to say, yep, you can help, here's your task. And then afterwards, acknowledge what was good about it. Mm. So build from a place of strength that says, you know, it was really nice that we shared dinner together tonight and and making the dinner and there was kind of, I I felt like we're in it together. Mm. It would be nice to do that more often. Yes, with a specific call to action. So in the future, can we do a... Yeah. And I think that's really helpful, like maybe in the first six months of a relationship, I think once the resentment of this pattern has Mm. set in, this would be very hard for couples to do. And we might have to actually sort of have all out chats, (laughs) chats about like, because there's a lot of venting that needs to go on about like, this has always been unfair. I feel like I'm always whatever this, a little bit of the default parenting comes into where one person in the relationship might be like, I'm happy to help. Just tell me what to do. And we've covered this before. Yeah, but, and I guess, but this goes back to your own boundaries, right? So Mm. if you haven't set good boundaries at the start, if you've not said, this is how I want things to be. If you've said, actually, no, I'm I'm always going to make the dinner. I enjoy doing it. Um, I want to be kind of, I want to be this type of person. Mm. And then further down the lane, you're annoyed by it and it doesn't serve you and you're not happy with it and you don't communicate any of that, then, yeah. you know, you've kind of got yourself your into the situation. Yeah. You've got yourself <laughs> yeah. into the situation yeah. a bit. You can get out, but it, it'll require communication to yourself first to... Yeah, you can get yeah. out, but you need to you need to be able to set your own boundaries and say, actually, this doesn't work for me anymore. I would prefer it if... We did things together. Okay, what what would that look like for me? How would I see that playing out? And then communicate that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So let's say you are experiencing passive aggressiveness coming towards you. Mm. How do you start to respond? If you didn't didn't make an intention about this or were intentional, how does a person tend to react when they're being, when they're receiving passive aggressive behavior or communication? I think the only way you can react is to call it out. Ah, but before then, are there unhealthy patterns that develop? Oh, how you would react. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the worst way is then just to either to retaliate. Mm Mm-hmm, ah. So what you'll tend to find is you start to match their form of communication. Oh, okay, So you can slip into that that exact same behavior that you don't like, Ah. that you're not enjoying being on the receiving end. Mm -hmm. You actually snap back with exactly the same um, behavior and type of communication. Mm. Or you you shut down, you withdraw. um, Ah, uh, checking out. Yeah, Yeah. and you start to check out from the relationship. Yeah, yeah. Or Ah, certain situations maybe where it always arises. You know, does this always come up in family situations? 
Because that can be another thing. You can see it manifest itself in different scenarios. Does mm-hmm. it always come up in front of our friends when it's very different behind closed doors? Mm, yeah, yeah. Okay. So with, our, with certain family members or certain friends, do you find yeah. that there's always an agenda lying yeah. under the surface and it's sort of this weird Easter egg hunt to try mm. to figure out what the heck is going on? Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you yourself have the power to be able to break a passive aggressive cycle. Yeah. What are some things you can say if you notice passive aggressive stuff coming towards you? How might you diffuse and redirect that energy and and perhaps give that person an, an opportunity to communicate in a healthier way? So I think it's about asking the question. It's calling out the the behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's saying, Oh, I notice that things don't feel they don't seem okay right now. Like, was there something wrong with the way that I with what I'm asking was there something wrong with what I've said is there something wrong with the situation is there something wrong in the moment what is it that you're feeling what thoughts are going through your head right now oh what about to you know your partner says something like must be nice to be able to have a night off now interestingly yes it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah 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 Yeah. Now you can imagine some of the things that you might without thinking retaliate with, but if you were to try to take that energy and take the high road for a win-win, what would you say to me if I said must be nice? Yeah. So let's take that analogy of kind of breastfeeding. I'm in breastfeeding, I can't go out. And so I'm I'm a knackered new mother. And so I kind of snap back and I say something that's not kind of nice. Then, you know, the, the response there might be something along the lines of, Oh, do you know what? I really appreciate that you um that it's okay for me to go out tonight. I know things have been really hard recently and um, you know, it's difficult. We're getting used to this new baby and the sleeping routine and and I know that you've got to do the lion's share of the feeding. Mm-hmm. And um, but let's look at some other ways that I can help out to allow you some time to rest or catch up with friends or, mm. you know, arrange a coffee. And the hard thing there, so passive aggressiveness doesn't have a shallow root. It's like a, it's like no. a tree with very deep roots. So the next thing would be like, anyway, oh my gosh, we could, we could get now we've, cause then you start to dissect into what, what would the next thing that somebody who uses passive aggressive, uh, aggressiveness, if they hear, well, let's come to get, let's think of ways that we can sort of even the score. Yeah. What so would you see somebody coming of, back Well, with? it would be that shunning away, wouldn't it? It would be that kind of shutting down, like. Um, something like you never help well I've asked you to do this before and you're always you know yeah those always never statements yeah Mm -hmm. or there's something about um well I'm the one that's got to do it yeah yeah I'm the only one that can do it yeah so when we're in that scenario Yeah. yeah so it does it does shut it off that shouldn't be the end of it. And if we're going to take that kind of stronger position and help to support the other person, because essentially we're on the same side, we're on the same team, mm-hmm. you could say something like, that's okay, do you know, we don't, let's not discuss it now, have a think about it mm-hmm. and see how we can come up with a solution. Because that way you're not putting some kind of pressure and you're not going to get into this kind of, um, he said, she said argument, you know, my, I'm right, you're wrong. Um, because that's when you can start to spiral, Mm. but you're calling kind of time on that conversation Mm. and you're parking it for a bit and you're allowing the other person to consider what's being said to them. Mm. Yeah. If you've always taken a certain stance on something, that's your default pattern of behavior. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That kind of, you know, stubborn route that I'm okay, that martyr, I'm going to, I'm going to do all myself because then 
I've got something to blame, blame yeah. for in the future. Like yes, if you've yes, always yes. taken that route, whether yeah. kind of consciously or, or unconsciously, then you're giving somebody time to digest and think, well, actually, okay, then I will, I will let them help. Yeah. Or you're kind of planting that seed inside the mind so that the next time an opportunity comes up where actually I might want to go and meet that girlfriend for a coffee, I can say, oh, remember that time when you said you were happy to pitch in? Well, um, you know, Thursday afternoon I'm meeting Tina. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it just kind of yeah. it gives that space to be able to process. And then the mind will actively look for opportunities to say yes to that. Yes. And if you're noticing that you're in a relationship where a lot of dust and debris has settled and this, and you need to take maybe a level higher or a level deeper is, is to start to consistently point out like these passive aggressive ways of communication. Yes. There's a lot of resentment and hurt underneath, but it's a choice as to whether somebody decides to give somebody the chance to actually satisfy their needs based on A vision that you actually have for yourself, not just, I don't want what I have right now. It's what do I actually want to create? Yeah. It's getting ahead of the stories that we're telling ourselves that this person doesn't care. We are a martyr. We are a victim. That is true. Yeah. The passive aggressiveness is it keeps us in a victim mode. Yeah. And maybe step one can be a partner saying, look, I'm going to point out that there's a consistent story going on here and I want yeah. to be able to create another story and rewrite another story with you. Yeah. I need to come up to the plate, but you need to actually come to, up to the plate too. And, and the passive aggressive style has to go out the window. It yeah. has to be direct asks, yeah, actionable, you know, realistic. Mm. Yeah. Good times. <laughs> feel like we know what to do now. <laughs> feel like we know what to do. I feel like that's... We're going to uh, have this on our radar for the next week and we'll oh start to... Gosh. um. Yeah. Once it's in your mind, right, you start to to, um, to see it and spot it. And you see it everywhere. More aware of it. Just like I've heard um, people say about narcissists. They're like, once I learn about what narcissism is, well, it's a bit, although it is a little bit of a kind of a, there's it's a lot of. It's overused term now, isn't it? It is an overused term, but it is interesting. Like once you see it, you're like, I'm mm. seeing it everywhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very yeah. true. It's a good example, though, of a little bit of knowledge can be a dangerous thing. It, it, it can, but in this case, so I probably wouldn't just go out and label everything that your partner does as passive aggressive. That's not, Mm. not going to get you anywhere. But what I would say is if you notice that communication is not going in a straight line, it's going around something is that you might invite the communication to hit, to go, to go in a straight line and hit the target. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. All right. right. Something to work on for the next week. <laughs> yeah, I feel a bit of a thaw. That was ice cube. That was kind of like a like a Scandinavian bath, right? Like the big sauna, get all nice and toasty warm, and then plunge yourself into ice cold water. Yeah. And now we're sort of coming back out, warm towels. I'm, yeah, I'm going to get out and run in the sun. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hello. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we move on to a question? Yes, let's go. I've just found out that the girl I've been messaging for over five months is engaged. Should I tell their fiancé? Oh my god, this is so great. (laughs) This is actually super... It sounds weird. This is common. Not just that people are, again, having very creative interpretations of monogamy, but also... 
this whole feeling of should I inform, like duty to inform, yeah, duty yeah, to yeah, disclose. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Now, mm. what do you think? In this case, does this person no, that that person wouldn't know the partner to which they're engaged, right? Because well, if they I didn't know, know they were engaged in the got, first place. Well, no, they obviously didn't know they were engaged, but they must have then, as part of this uncovering of information, have got to have identified who the fiancé is. Ah, okay, and I guess okay. with social media, that's quite easy to do. Like, uh-huh. I've got a friend who is a super sleuth on um, social media. They can find out all kinds of stuff you would not believe. I swear to God, private detective has got nothing on my friend. Oh my gosh. So I do think there are ways to uncover information. Mm -hmm. And um, so they could, I don't think that they've known them because otherwise they would have known from the beginning. True. But clearly they do know now. Okay. Interesting. So what's curious is the question is not like, what do I do about working through the betrayal somebody who I thought was single is not single. Mm. That's one thing. But this duty to inform. Mm. Mm. I wonder if we might edge on the celebrity death or the relationship death match. Because, like, (laughs) I'm curious about what your thoughts are. I tell you what, for me, it was nothing about the informing that came up. My initial thought was um, to be messaging somebody for over five months and you've never met them. Why does that feel really common, though? It It's common. Well, I just think, like, that's a lot of five months. I know. It's without super any common. sort of clear kind of, without any oh, clear discussion like about what your, what your relationship is. Do you meet? And, and I know some of these, when people are messaging like that backwards and forwards, can get quite intense, right? Because yeah, of people course. disclose things that they wouldn't maybe face to face. And you can, totally. I can really... Like the kind of vision that I had was that they've really kind of got, they've really got into this over messenger, but not actually physically connected. Mm-hmm, and I mm-hmm. just think that's, that's a big investment really without any sort of discussion about meeting. Like yeah. I would think that was weird. I don't think in Gen Z land, not weird at all. It's yeah. Like I, I just, I, find I think there's weird. a lot of folks who are engaging. Like, what's the point? <laughs> what's Good the point? Points. Why would you bother? Yeah, I to go there. Yeah, and and I get that. I totally get that. But you know, I think that's what the kids are doing these days. And also, people who live in a different geography. Yeah, I and get it that. seems weird, but, then, but like, yeah. yeah. But then, if you so if you're in that scenario, you live in a different geography, and there's really never any intention of having a relationship. Like, then why are you shocked that they're engaged? I think the five months can go by and you think it's going somewhere and either you never asked about a significant other or they never let on mm. or they sort of conveniently skirt this. I, on as somebody who's like lived in a lot of long distance relationships, there's a lot of shit that can be going down and you have no idea and you're in la la yeah. land. It's, and you know what also happens, right? Because we don't formulate our asks. So we're like, we we form this whole story in our head like, oh yeah, so this person's like doing a course and they're really busy right now, but we really love mm. each other and we know about, oh, we know all about each other and we're just soulmates and whatever. And maybe next summer, blah, blah, blah we create yeah. these stories. We don't yeah. actually formulate the ask, which is, mm. hey, so time's ticking. How about we bring this into, yeah. I think it can completely happen where you, because we we fill in the blanks for somebody oh, and yeah, we totally get give we them fill benefit in the of the doubt. Uh, from my perspective, though, that's just too much investment for not a lot of return. <laughs> you know what? And it, it raises like, a good nah. point. At some point <laughs> in time, we should be like, 
what exactly is going on in your life? Who are your significant others? And let's mm. bring this into sort of, yeah, yeah. let's 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 bring this if, into the... If all you're interested is a bit of companionship and somebody to chat to, fair enough. Then, in which case, you're probably not bothered if they're engaged or not. You're That's just chatting, it's never going to go anywhere. But yeah. I would imagine by the fact that, you know, you've then got this next part of the question, which is, should I tell their fiancé? Yeah. That there is some sort of kind of outrage there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that's where the relationship death match is because this totally happens. <laughs> and I have been hoodwinked. Like I have filled in the gaps missing in the story of somebody who doesn't, who, who I have a virtual relationship with. Yeah. Totally have done it. I can see how it happens. It can happen for years. It can happen for years where you have no idea what's going on because weirdly, like, you think that you're getting to know the innards of somebody's soul, but actually there's some very fundamental details that are yeah. missing and you completely gloss over it. Yeah, Guilty and I know charged. this goes on on a kind of grander scale where you've got people who are like totally misrepresenting who they are. They then try and extort money out of people mm -hmm. and people give them it. Like, so I get it. I do get that. And there is this kind of real need to connect and Mm -hmm. and want to be liked want to be loved want to be valued and create that connection so I do I do get it um I just it's batshit I just crazy. think it's yeah I think we've got to get yeah. real about what we want out of relationships we've got to take yeah. a driving position and stop letting the whole kind of world just happen to us we've got to stop doing that if it's not yeah if we want something then go after that be honest yeah. about it be clear from the beginning this is what I'm looking for um, if I want a certain type of person or certain values that are important to me or mm -hmm. I don't know certain kind of um life achievements that I'm looking for if those things you know specific life events if they're all things that are important be real about those and then look for a person that can meet as much of that as possible totally and there's really no need like this I can tell you <laughs> There's no need to sort of wait for somebody to prove like you can actually quite quickly be asking for these things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. You've met somebody virtually and you're like, wow, you're really great. So here's, but it's first to understand <laughs> that this is what I need and this is my time frame. Yeah. So maybe not like the first 10 seconds of a date. <laughs> yeah. That's slightly intense. <laughs> yeah. But once you've had, you know, once you've kind of formed a bit of a relationship and you can feel like there's a bond there, yeah. then I just think it's really important to establish what you want. And that bond comes quicker than five months. Oh gosh, yeah, you're right. And it could so. be something like, hey, so our conversations are super deep. Like I find this really intimate. I find this great. Yeah. You know, who's in your life? Who's special in your life? For yeah. me, this kind of counts as the stuff I'd share with an intimate partner. So I'm kind of yeah. feeling you out in that vibe. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. But also in a world where people are, um, can be quite manipulative and can be quite, um, you know, you see, I mean, I've watched some scary documentaries, right, of mm -hmm. what people do. And they have these personas that they have online, like, after five months, surely you'd want to meet somebody to check out that they're real. Right, right, anybody. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 in in fact, nobody in at all. position for years, yeah. you know? Yeah, 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 for sure, for sure. Just get, yeah. Yeah. I think we've yeah. gone a bit too far with the old kind of online situation where no, nothing is conducted face to face. Well, online is really like all of our 
the fact that we don't ask for what we deserve and we don't yeah. communicate what we want, it really just throws gas on that fire. Mm. We can have these like indefinitely long relationships with people, filling in all the gaps, making, yeah. giving them the benefit of the doubt that they don't deserve completely. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, but there are people who conduct multiple relationships yes. with people and they are in a quote unquote monogamous relationship. It, this yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, mm. for sure. So yeah, disclose to this. So poor yeah, fiance. this last part of the question then. So what do you do? Yeah. So yeah. where do you stand? I'm like a no, don't disclose. Mm. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Pack yourself up, move on. Yeah. Uh, because it's and I hear like in, look in certain instances I do have to disclose if there's like imminent harm to self or others, right? Mm. But like you know this fiance, that's a bad stroke of luck to be with somebody. The question is. Do they kind of have to sort it out or find it out mm. on themselves? Like it is a shame that they're being kind of hoodwinked and they don't know that the, their person is um, really being unfaithful, right? Yeah. Having intimate dalliances with with at least one person. Because you can bet if you yeah. were in this story, that person is has a bunch of other people yeah. they're stringing along. And also like, it, you know, I... <laughs> it also doesn't make you a very efficient person in life, right? Like where are you working and making money and like attending to your hobbies? Cause you're <laughs> spending a lot of time stringing people along online. Mm. So my, but my thing is wipe the dust off your sandals and move out of town. Yeah. Do not think of a second thought to informing anybody yeah. uh, because the thing is redemption and, you know, justice and fairness will not happen. This person will probably continue to hoodwink people and, just be glad that you found out and ha yeah. had the chance and you to want leave. A part of it. Yeah. yeah. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I, I do agree with you. I think if it was me personally, I would just kind of uh, block, delete, move on. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I'd probably say, um, I'd probably have some comment beforehand, I think, just around, like, you know, maybe kind of put the onus on the other person to just come clean or or yeah. be honest about what they want. Um, uh-huh. You know, something along the lines of you're not really being very honest with yourself, your partner, and you haven't been honest with me. Oh, um, I'd yeah. encourage you to get real about what you want and then Ooh. block delete. Oh, 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 oh. Hello. <laughs> All right. So a little bit of like clap back. Good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I yeah. just think there's something around. Yeah. Um, but the whole kind of route of, oh, I'm going to go and dig out the, the fiance and I'm going to tell, like, I don't know. That wouldn't be me, I don't think. And it's not even a matter of like who it should be. It's actually super unhealthy and it doesn't seem, yeah. I think we all want to like step into like reveal and truth mm. and like the old Jerry Springer, like have oh, them, yeah. you know, yeah. sort of face, you know, I be caught up. I guess the flip up. side is though, like if you were the fiance, would you want to be told? It's funny. Yes. But if you were really honest with me, if some random stranger was like, Hey, did you know this person? Unless yeah. I was will, unless I was already ready and willing to hear that information, yeah. I would not believe them. Yeah. Wouldn't believe them. And that's the truth that I have to know about myself is yeah. that, you know, if I have this sort of like illusion in my head that I have somebody who's monogamous, I would never trust a stranger reaching mm. out to me. It, yeah. it might seed something like, Oh, that's, whoa, that's weird. And then if it ha keeps happening again, mm. But no stranger is going to tell me something that's going to save my life. Yeah. Unless there's a train coming towards me and they're like, <laughs> get out of the way of the train. In which case, that is helpful. And in which case, I hope they try and save your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, the, and the weird thing is too, is like, you always know 
Like you always know somewhere that things aren't adding up, right? Like if somebody yeah. has that much time to be, you know, the shock of, oh my God, this person has a fiance means we were so tight and spending so much time messing, messaging each other that I kind of thought I was like next in line for the sort yeah. of the, the engagement ring. So there's something not adding up in this person's relationship. Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. They're distracted. Yeah. They don't have time for you. They yeah. shut off. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I was just in bed. Oh, I was just this whatever. Oh, I, you were unreachable. Yeah. Uh, they're always, they're always, their phone is always pinging with messages, obviously, right? But maybe they've always been a player. And in which case, you've never known any other different behavior in the time that you've known them. And then it has to come back to, so what do you actually want? Because if they're yeah. a player and they act like a player, um, what no, but exactly? I'm that could be why they don't realize that anything's going on. If they've always been with players, yeah, a string of players, yeah, yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It comes down to like, what do you deserve? Somebody who has a consistent story, who is there, yeah. who doesn't check out, mm. who's not f- hiding their phone or weird, sketchy behavior, yeah, yeah, for sure. Oof, yeah, wow, yeah, good, times. interesting question. I know, I know. All right, so we didn't <laughs> duke it out. Okay, I thought, I for some reason I thought you were, I don't know why, of course you wouldn't. Oh, what, do you think I was going to say tell them? Yeah, but but that isn't you actually. Mm. Yeah, but so why did I think that we would differ slightly? Interesting. Mm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> still waiting to, I think, but we we do have a death match coming. It's going to be yeah, a surprise do. for our listeners. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to get into the ring watch, big time. Watch this space or listen to this space. Yes, it's going to be vicious. It's coming. It's It's going to be hair pulling and screaming. It'll be two cats. Yeah. I feel like I need to get into training now, though, right? Like, do, 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 do. I need a bit of rocky music. Yeah, that would be awesome. Oh, good. I'm going to have to get pumped up, ready for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, so I do the editing, right, for our podcast, and I feel like I have to, like, pull out some major, like, pump up tracks. Oh, I was yep. going to say, I thought you were going to say some uh, some sabotage there and start to remove <gasps> some of my content. Oh, my God. That is not allowed. That crazy? Yeah, but we're not passive aggressive, right? You've got to fight fair. No dirty I totally fighting. Fair. No fair. <laughs> no, none at all. I also think that I would like to encourage people to really pick a side here. I really mm. want to like, you know, have money on this. Like, who do you think is going to win mm. the relationship death match? But I'll pay fair. Yeah, I just yeah. I just want to no see it brawl out. Tactics. Yeah. No underhanded. No, yeah. not at all. Not at all. Okay. Fair is good. fair. You've got it. <laughs> right. Well, um, that was a good chat this week. Yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. You've got my, it. Um, my tummy's rumbling now because it's oh. it's well past my dinner time. <laughs> oh my god! It's time for dinner. Get out of here, love. I am like a creature of habit, right? Like I have to eat. Like yeah. I cannot eat too late. And have to have regular meals. Absolutely. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's not good for me to be hungry. <laughs> you have to have your regular meals. It's a must. I do. I yeah. do. All right. Well, there. Go off there, love. Have a have a snack. Have a meal. Then yeah. my dinner. Yeah. It was lovely chatting with you as ever. A pleasure. And, um, yeah. Till next time. Till next time. So that's it for another week of Geordie Lass and Doc Sass. We hope you've enjoyed listening as much as we've enjoyed chatting. Get in touch and share your questions for relationship remedies and any hot topics you want us to cover. If you need help navigating all things relationships, Anna and Sarah are available for one-on-one coaching support. Email info at geordielass.com. Please remember to like, share, subscribe if you've enjoyed listening. And if you've not, how on earth have you made it this far? I promise we'll try harder next time.